Sisterhood Podcast. We are your hosts, Maddie and Kate, and we are here to chat about all things motherhood, faith-infused entrepreneurship, and lots of real life. We want you to leave feeling loved, encouraged, and a whole bunch of excitement for where the Lord has you right in this moment. We are so glad you are here. So grab your coffee, matcha, tea, whatever makes you happy, and let's hang out and indulge in some joyful conversations. So we are back and we're so excited for this episode. And I know we say that every single time, but we <laughs> truly, truly are. Yes. And today we're talking about how our words hold weight, especially in marriage. And mm. I want to ask the question, like, have you ever been in a weird funk where you just feel like your marriage is spinning in circles and you're not communicating well, or you just feel like you and your husband are not seeing eye to eye? Well, you're not alone because <laughs> nope, we are there with you. So join us in this conversation where we talk about how we're told the weight of being life-giving or destructive and how to love your spouse, even in moments of exhaustion, frustration, and anger. So let's dive in. Yes, let's do it. And we just want to preface this with if you're not married and you're listening to this, this is just going to be a really good conversation for you to listen to yes. for your future marriage. And yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. But like Maddie said, we are going to talk about life giving words. And this is something that we're really passionate about. Maddie and I have been married for what feels like a while now, but mm-hmm. she's been married almost four years and I have been married about a little over two and a half. And we have over the years realized that marriage is not easy and our words do hold a lot of weight. And even since becoming moms, they, those like words have, they really honestly probably hold more weight now because it's not just, um, like words that are encouraging, but it's words that are enabling as for them as like a dad. And Mm -hmm. so there are, we just feel really passionate about just loving your husbands the way that we're supposed to. And so we want to jump into like some examples of when we have kind of felt like our words have not given life to our husbands because we know we want you to feel like you're not alone because Mm -hmm. we have this conversation all the time and we literally say all the time, Thank God I have you to talk to because yeah. if not, I would feel so alone. And I know I'm not psycho and crazy yeah. for feeling this way in my marriage because marriage isn't easy. And so we're here to just hang out and yeah. talk with you and make you uh like just let you know that like you're not alone. And so sure. so yeah, um words hold weight when you are angry and frustrated <laughs> and all of that yes. fun stuff. So I'm just going to give the example of since having a baby, um, you know, that motherly instinct kicks in and I have so many times had words come out of my mouth that I instantly regret because it's not just that they aren't life-giving. It's that they, a lot of times are like almost destructive to like Hunter's just his ability, I guess, to be a dad. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's not okay with me. And so, but when you become a mom or like when you are pregnant or you even are on your period or whatever, yes. like, you know, you have those moments of anger and frustration and it's so easy to like 
act out of frustration and anger. And I know for me, I am very particular about things. And so I'm very easily (laughs) agitated if something is not perfect to a T. And so specifically with Beckett, I know that like with bedtime routines and stuff like that, if something isn't like right on (laughs) cue, like if I'm giving Beckett a bath and um, I go and I put lotion on him and I put his pajamas on him and then I walk in the living room and Hunter hasn't made a bottle yet. (laughs) I'm like, um, sir, (laughs) what are you doing? And I just know I can't really like give any specific examples because, you know, those words normally just roll off your tongue and then you Mm -hmm. instantly regret them. But like, I just know there have been so many moments where I want things to be perfect and I just make him feel so bad for not being perfect. And Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that way. For sure. There (laughs) we, everyone tells you like the first year of marriage is the hardest. And like, I don't want to scare (laughs) you at all, but I don't believe that at all. Um, I think the hardest for our marriage has been after having Keegan and it has been some of the best moments of our life. And some of the moments that we are like, we've grown so much and we, I've seen the Lord so evident in our lives, but also it's been some of the most humbling and um, some not so great conversations have had to be made. Yeah. Um, and like Caitlin was saying earlier, we really want – the reason we're talking about this is because there's been so many times where I'm like, am I the only one dealing with this or like the only one struggling with this or is nobody talking about it? And Caitlin's like, oh my gosh, we had this conversation the other day and like you are not <laughs> yeah. alone. And I'm like, okay, I feel I feel better about us. Like that, that's good. Um, but there's been so many instances where um, I've just, I've really responded in not the best way. And I remember in those moments after you come out of the frustration and the anger, you're like, why did I just do that? Because now we're in a really big argument because Mm -hmm. I was so freaking rude. And yeah, there's been so many where um, like I've been tired or um, I feel like it's his responsibility to do something. And if he doesn't do it, I'm like, who do you think you are? And like, I just get, I don't know. I feel like there's times where I just get so mean. And then I take a step back and I'm like, what? What was the point of that? Yeah. Like, if someone were to talk to me like that in person, like, in public, why would I be wanting to do what they're asking me to do? Because I wouldn't, you know? And so, I, like Caitlin said, I don't have, like, a specific example where it's like, oh, this one night. We try to block those out of our mind. Yeah. Like, once it happens, it's like, oh, we, we need to make that get out of my exactly. head as soon as possible. <laughs> exactly. And, um, yeah, so I don't have an exact example, but I'm sure if you're a mom and you're married, you and your husband aren't perfect. And you've probably had those moments where like either you've said something or he has said something in anger and or frustration or exhaustion. And like it did nothing for your marriage. Yeah. It like hurt your marriage more so than you thinking that those words that you were saying were actually going to help him do something or he thought he was going to help you to do something because of what he was going to say. Um, so anyways, and actually something in a conversation between me and Sean the other day, he was like, you know, if we would just not respond in frustration or anger and we were to say, like, give me a minute, like, give me 30 seconds or whatever, and let me not respond to you 
in a negative way, um, it would be so much better. For sure. And if we would just be slowed to anger and I don't know, it's so much easier said than done though. Because there's so many times oh, and I'm yes. like, if I could just go back 30 seconds ago and not have said that, it would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. For um, sure. So yeah. But, but I want to talk about why life-giving words are so important in marriage. Yes. So life-giving words are number one. So important because obviously like the Lord calls us to speak words of encouragement and love (laughs) and life. And I think it's really important to remember that as a wife, I'm called to submit to my husband and to (laughs) respect him. And that in and of itself shows that like our words are going to hold weight because in order for him to feel respected, we have to use words that are going to make him feel respected and encouraged and ones that like give him confidence as a leader. Mm -hmm. And so I know Maddie's read this book and she really wants to share some things from it, but it's called Love and Respect. And I'm going to let her give some of like the really good tangible examples from it because like respecting your husband is such an important thing. Yeah. And when it comes from Caitlin and I have very strong personalities and we have a really big leader instinct in us. Yeah, we're very, like we naturally are very dominant. Exactly. We have very dominant personalities. Um, But, and so like hearing those words, like submit to your husband or respect your husband, you're like, shoot, he need to respect me. Like, (laughs) but that's not what the Lord calls us. Yes, he's supposed to respect you 100%. But the Lord calls us to submit to our husbands and respect them. And so having that mindset of like, okay, the Lord has instilled this in me. The Lord has also instilled certain characteristics in him. Yep. And it's not making me feel less than of a person or a woman because I'm having to say I submit to my husband or I respect my husband or he or whatever. And so this book that Kit was talking about, um, we read this in premarital counseling. Not me and Maddie. Sean and Maddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and Kayla. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry. I should have clarified. Sean and I, we read this book of, <laughs> in premarital counseling, and it makes so much sense. Like, at, when we were writing this episode, I literally said to Caitlin, I was like, you know, I really should go back and read this book, like, right now, because, and so should Sean, like, because it could give, one, make us feel really less alone, but also remind us of how like tangible ways we need to show each other or how each other needs to feel loved. And um, one thing that like talks about in the book is how as a wife, the Lord has made us to love, to want to love and to expect love. Um, And husbands are made to be respected, want respect and expect respect all they expect. <laughs> um, and without love from him, like without love from Sean, without love from your husband, us as wives react without respect. And then without that respect from us, he reacts without love. And it's, they give this um, graph or picture in the book about like a, it's a circle and it's got these arrows on it. And basically it's just like, you're going around and round and round. And someone, one of us, Sean, I, you or your husband, you have to break the cycle. So one of you has to say like, okay, 
you're not respecting me. I don't feel loved by you. We understand that we're on this crazy cycle. We're not loving, not respecting, we're not communicating. Like, okay, let's start. We understand that. We're acknowledging that we are not doing those things. And let's break that cycle and let's just wipe it clean. And I'm going to start respecting you and you're going to start loving me. And then we're going to get back in this routine of like being honoring and loving and respectful to one another. Um, And there's been so many instances where I have seen, even Sean has said it to me, where like, he just feels so disrespected as a man or a husband because of the way that I'm treating him or like these little petty comments that I make where he's like, I just feel so like disrespected by you. Like, it's so hard for me to just show love. And he's like, and I know I'm like, he always says like, I know I'm called to love and like called to love you. And I love you more than anything. But he's like, that's just who we are and how we are built and made. And when I don't feel respected, it is so hard for me to say, I love you, Maddie. And like, yeah, okay. We want it to look like, you know, a movie and obviously for them to be so selfless and forgiving and we are called to do those things too, but at the same time, we are, Sean and I are made different. Yep. Uh, and we have to understand that like those movies and TikTok, everything's not real. You yeah. Know? And um, at the end of the day, our marriage is like the only one I need to care about. I don't need to care about how perfect it looks on someone else or whatever. And I need to realize that our marriage is what it is. And I need to start showing respect and he needs to start showing love. And we need to, Right, this little crazy cycle. And um, also in the book, it says when a husband feels disrespected, it, it is especially hard to love his wife. And when a wife feels unloved, it is especially hard to respect her husband. And so if you haven't read the book, first off, go read the book. Yeah, I need to read this book. Yeah, I'm not going to read it again because I'm telling you, there were so many things I was like, oh my gosh, wait, we dealt with that last week. But I thought we were crazy for dealing with that, but we're <laughs> oh, really yeah. not. Um, so those are some ways um, where we cho- you need to choose life-giving words. Choose words that I know are going to be respectful to him instead of being like, <laughs> oh, gosh, I say some mean things. And I really try not to, but there's been times where I've just been like, why did you do that? And that's exactly how I say it. Like, he'll he'll do something wrong. Like, not really wrong in his eyes, but he'll do something like, different than I would do with Keegan. And I'm like, why would you think to do that? Like what process, like what in your head, what went through your head where you thought that was a great idea? And like, also, why haven't you done this with him? Why aren't you on the ground playing with him? Like, why are you doing other things? Why are you, why didn't you do his bedtime routine? Right. And he's just like, like, imagine getting that. If Sean were to do that to me, I would be like, Watch me not do anything else. Yeah, for real. I think also this is a conversation me and Maddie had the other day is, you know, life-giving words are not just your words. They're your tone and your body language. Tone, yeah. And Maddie and I were talking about the other day how we both have tones that like a lot of people just don't understand. And I think it comes with having like a strong personality and like the way that we were raised and also like this is just how we talk. Like, <laughs> like the way that Maddie was just yeah. saying, like, what do you mean? You just, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like our tones have mm-hmm. a lot to do with how we respect our husbands also. And I think that, you know, the Lord calls us to be slow to anger and like 
we need to be slow to speak when we are angry or Mm -hmm. when we are concerned or when we are frustrated or whatever. Like we need to make sure that our words are slow, that they are like thought out, thought out. (laughs) And that the tone Mm -hmm. of voice is like being portrayed in a way that's not condescending or something like that. Because That's like a whole other thing that I just wanted to add is like your tone and your body language also has a lot to do with like life-giving words. And so, and so that's another thing that can make your husband feel disrespected is like the way that you talk to him, not even just the words. For sure. There's been times where I've been like, Sean, I'm sorry that I did that. And he'll be like, (laughs) oh, are you? He's like, oh, okay, well, listen to your tone. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry. And he's like, okay, all right, just listen to your tone and then tell me if you really think you're sorry. And like I, like Caitlin said, we it's just how we talk, but we understand that sometimes it comes off really aggressive towards our husbands, but also they don't want to feel less than of a human, a husband, a dad. And if we're talking like that and we're just putting them down or making them feel like they are not the pastor of our home or the leader of our home, like, why do we think that they're going to feel capable to do it? You know, exactly. And we want them to feel capable and confident and respected and all of those mm-hmm. things. We need to be able to like put them in that place of being the leader and not trying to like come over them mm-hmm. and like act like their mama. Cause as Hunter oh. tells me all the time, you are Beckett's mama. You are not my mama. So don't act like it. Exactly. But yeah. So we want to give you some ways that we can practice those life-giving words. And it's not just going to be like, okay, you need to say things like, I love you and you're awesome and stuff like that. Because Hunter's love language is words of affirmation. Yes. And he would love to hear some like really nice things, but it's not just about like the words. It's like about the entire situation. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that we can do is to take those moments when we're frustrated and just turn those words into life-giving, enabling, confidence-building words for our husbands and really think about in the moment how mm-hmm. instead of like tearing him down, we can build him up. And I think that this goes in general, like with all relationships, like always just like thinking about the words that are about to come out of your mouth, like be slow to speak. And and I know the Lord calls us to that. And it's so much easier said than done because there's times where I'm like, don't let that come out of your mouth, money. But it still comes out of my mouth. And I'm like, (laughs) what? But then nothing good comes from it. And I'm like, I knew that I shouldn't have said that, but like I did. Mm -hmm. And that's just because we live in a sin fallen world. And sometimes if we, you know, are not, we suck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we suck for sure. <laughs> Sometimes we definitely do. But um, another thing I think that has helped or just helps with like life giving in pouring into Sean, it's just m- making him feel like or not really putting unrealistic expectations on him. Yeah, because he's the youngest of four kids. I'm the oldest of five kids, and so which. That's a whole thing. We talked about that in premarital counseling of how like birth order is a really big deal in the way that you love and the way that you treat people and just in general and your personality. And so for me, I was the oldest of five kids. So I'm constantly, my whole childhood was like a mom. You know, (laughs) I was the one leading. I was the one that was pouring into them. I was the one teaching. I was doing all these leader type roles when 
like reversed, Sean is the baby of his family. And so he's <laughs> like just, you know, chilling, loving life and getting poured into and getting everything his siblings would say he gets everything he wants. <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> and um, so like having that, knowing that I, my whole life I was the leader and all these things, but I don't need to expect that he knows what to do. Right. You know? And I mean, I, there's a huge age gap between me and my, um, sisters. And so I helped, like I babysat them. I changed their diapers, gave them bottles and all these things. And so I have experience in this. Mm -hmm. Sean does not. And so when we like had Keegan, instead of being like all these expectations of he, he better know how to do this or like that instinct better kick in, like it's supposed to kick in for me, Mm -hmm. but knowing like it might not. And I don't need to have these expectations that he's just going to know what to do, but instead offer grace and like understanding when he doesn't know, instead of being like, how would you not know how to do that? Like you should, you know? Yep. And I would say like another way that you can practice this is just by like practicing positivity and positive Mm -hmm. words. I fully believe that you are what you're around. And I always say Mm -hmm. like, you need to encourage, you need to surround yourself with like encouraging, uplifting, positive people, but Mm -hmm. also you are what you take in. And so if you're Mm -hmm. constantly like, if you're around negativity or like the shows or the things you read on Facebook, the music, if it's all negative, like, or even like if you, if you're following someone on social media who is maybe acting in a disrespectful way and then like you're mo- you're likely to like mimic the things that you take in. You are what you take in and that's just the truth. And so yeah. for me, like I don't I don't do a lot of things that are negative like for instance, I don't watch the news. I cannot stand the negative things <laughs> that come from the news. I don't read a lot of like stuff on Facebook like you know, you always like scroll past those little arguments <laughs> and stuff. But like Just in general, anything that you're doing, it's so important to take in things that are like positive and to fill your mind with positivity because in turn, the words that come out of your mouth and the way that you act around people is going to be more positive. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in the most important like place of your life, aka your husband, where Mm -hmm. like you actually are having those words, like the words that come out of your mouth can be positive. So eventually like those positive words are going to just flow from your mouth mm-hmm. and you'll be able to easily build up your husband and like choose to take those moments of anger and just pause instead of immediately like letting the negativity like come out of you. And I truly think that like that plays a big part in like building up your husband and like loving him well and giving him confidence and making him feel respected and like a leader. Yeah, for sure. And our pastor at our church says all the time, like, what you believe will dictate the way you live your life. And so what you're, like he said, filling your mind with is what's just going to bleed over into your life. Exactly. So like Caitlin said, if you're filling it with negativity, like, why would you expect it not negativity to not come out of your mouth? Yep. And so when you're filling your mind with um, life-giving things, like, the word or encouraging people in your life or um, the music you listen to or who you're surrounding yourself with. It's, or the way, which leads me into my next point, the way that you're talking to yourself, that is going to dictate the way that you live your life. And so um, 
like I said, another way you can practice like giving words is just watching the way that you talk to yourself. Yep. Like if you don't talk to yourself respectfully or loving um, or honoring, why in the world are you or how in the world are you going to portray that to someone else or love your husband um, or respect your husband when you don't even respect yourself? Right. And if you have littles at home, little babies, little kids, and you're talking down to yourself or you're just saying like, I suck at life. I am the worst mom ever. Like blah, 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 blah. insert whatever. Then one, they're hearing that. So they're, yeah. why would they talk to themselves honoring or loving or other people honoring or loving? Yeah, exactly. I'm a big believer in this. And I feel like mm-hmm. the only way to have confidence in yourself and talk to yourself nice once again is by practicing that positivity and positive words. And I think it all like goes hand in hand, like the things that you take in, the things that you focus on. Like you really should be in the word every day because the more often that you're in the word, the more often you're taking in God's truth. Therefore, that bleeds into Mm -hmm. like your everyday life. And then you're able to like really, truly respect and love and encourage your husband like the way that you're supposed to. And it's more so like you just do it without even thinking about it. Exactly. It's not where you're like, okay, let me stop and pause because – what you're filling your mind with like in the word during the week or what you're practicing every single day it's just come it's like natural to you at that point you're you're not going to just speak words of negativity or words of death but instead you're going to speak life-giving words because that's just who you are yep as a person exactly and we're preaching to ourselves we're not perfect and we (laughs) we um definitely don't have this down but we do feel like it is something that we've been able to kind of pull back and be like, okay, we need to come to Jesus meeting for Mm -hmm. a minute and like realize that, you know, we need to like live this out in our own lives. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say that like our marriages are such a sacred covenant between you, Mm -hmm. your husband and God. And if you're not respecting your husband and speaking to your husband nicely, I personally think that that's really disrespectful to the Lord because yeah. you're not doing your job as a yeah. wife. And even though like we aren't perfect, like he does enable us and like makes us capable of being able to do that. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we, we're not perfect at it, but we really, we really just want the best in both of our own marriages. And so we want to give you just some ideas of prayers that you can pray, prayers that we can pray over our own marriages. Mm -hmm. Um, and ones that are just going to, I feel like the Lord will truly like do some work in your marriage. If like you pray these prayers and mean them for sure. So some, these are not the only three that you can pray over your marriage. (laughs) No, (laughs) these are just three that we feel are, important and kind of hit on what we've talked about. Um, so praying that the Lord or asking the Lord to eliminate selfishness from your marriage, um, and pray that you would not seek to find fault with each other, but seek to love and accept one another. So instead of, or what we mean by this is pray that one selfishness is gone. And because it's so easy, we are two flawed human beings trying to make our marriage work. Exactly. And trying to be selfless in that marriage. 
And so praying that selfless selflessness would overpower selfishness and pray that when they do have faults, because we're not perfect and we are going to have faults. Um, there's going to be things that I do that are wrong. There's going to be things that Sean does that are wrong. But when those things happen, praying that I wouldn't ponder on that fault, that I wouldn't like seek to find those faults in him. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he did that good the other night, but what all did he do bad? And like <laughs> focusing on his faults. Um, but instead like loving and accepting who Sean is and that that's good enough. Exactly. Um, and then another one that you can pray through is just praying that you wouldn't put unrealistic expectations on each other. I think it's really important to remember that like you and your husband, me and Hunter are very different people and it's not fair for me to put those unrealistic expectations that I would just naturally do on him because like he's a different person. His brain works differently. And also like just because he doesn't do something the way that I do it doesn't mean that what he's doing is wrong or not good Mm -hmm. enough. And so I think that praying through just expectations and praying that the Lord would like relieve you of that and just allow him to give you the patience to just watch your husband like do what he's doing and to just pause and be like, you know, he might not be doing it the way that I'm doing it, but I'm really proud of him for the way that he's doing it. I think that praying that will really help you with like your patience and um, just your expectations of him. Yeah. Something you said about like pausing and like watching, I think there's times where we're so easy to like, but in help. Yeah. And that we might think is being super helpful, but in reality, it's doing more damage because they're like subconsciously thinking that you don't think they're good enough at what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And so if you were to just pause and if they need help, they're going to ask for it. Trust me. We for know. sure. <laughs> but if you just like pause instead of rushing to fix it or do it or whatever, or try to do it your way that you think is right. If you just pause and watch one, you're going to be humbled because you're about to watch your husband be a dad. And that's really cool. But two, you're going to enable them, make them feel capable and not make them feel like what the way that me as a wife or me as a mom does, it is better than the way that Sean is doing it. Oh yeah, for sure. And then the last prayer that we put um, is pray that your words would speak life and not death. And that, like we talked about this whole podcast episode, um, this is something I pray. I've prayed forever. It's written in my Bible over and over and over. And not just in my marriage, but in life in general, that the words that would spill out of my mouth make people know that I love Jesus and that they would speak life to those people and not death. Because I don't want people at the end of the day being like, Maddie said that word to me, or Maddie said those words to me and that like really hurt. Or Sean being like, Maddie made me feel the way that she said something made me feel really incapable or made me feel like I suck as a dad because her words were words of death and right. not of life. Oh yeah, for sure. Parit sister. <laughs> so those are the prayers that we think that would be or not that we think that we know will do a really good job in like helping you 
speak words of encouragement, words of life, enabling words, confidence, building words, all of those things. And we pray with you that this would happen in our own marriages. We pray mm-hmm. over you that this, that your marriage will be life-giving in general and that you'll just be able to approach situations with humility and also with just patience. And we know it's hard. We literally live this every single day Mm -hmm. and we have had multiple conversations (laughs) with our husbands Mm -hmm. all about, um, well, I feel like you don't respect (laughs) me and I feel like I'm not a leader or Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. And as funny as I'm joking about it, like in those moments, it really does hurt for Mm -hmm. me to feel like I am tearing him down or I'm not respecting him. And so Mm -hmm. we just want you to know that we're here for you and you're not alone when you're going through these things. And um, it's normal. Yeah, it's definitely normal. But also we do have the ability to take a step back and to love our husbands the way that they're supposed to be loved and respected. And yeah, we are so glad that you joined us in this conversation and um, we hope that you got something out of this. And like Kayla said, we are praying with you, praying over our own marriages and we'll be praying for you guys. Um, and we just can't wait to see like how the Lord works in and through your life. And like I said, we're so thankful that you're here. We love you guys. And we release new episodes every Wednesday. So see you next week. Bye. Bye. We had so much fun getting to hang out with you today. And we hope that you're feeling encouraged, loved, and full of purpose. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, we would absolutely love it if you would write us a review so that we can hear how we encouraged you. And if you haven't subscribed, go do that right now. Also, you can join the sisterhood by finding us on Instagram at The Refined Sisterhood. Okay, friend, we hope you have the best week and we will see you in the next episode.